0: hello good everybody i'm paul the nitro skyvers here welcome to this edition of saturday evenings with the nitro thank you so very much for joining us we got ourselves a good show today as we're just one more episode away from number 100 more about that at the end of our broadcast We're going to talk about Seth Rollins. We're going to talk about Gunther. Our main story is on the end of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Plus, we'll talk about Webley Stadium attendance for the all-in pay-per-view. We'll talk SmackDown with the Street Hustlers. Plus, this week in wrestling history and a parting shot. Let's just say I'm going to say the best for last. So without any further ado, let's begin. We begin with Monday Night Raw and Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. Yep. Yeah. Even though they have not announced the match yet, honestly, they're telegraphing it after it was a six-man tag team match where uh the Judgment Day took on Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, and Shinsuke Nakamura after Nakamura turned his back on Co- or, um, Seth Rollins after the match, but you can tell the tension between Cody and Seth. Seth, I don't want a team with Cody. I don't like Cody. I don't trust Cody. And Cody's like, man, you need to chill, man. We're partners, man. We're partners. You can sense that it's coming. So I ask of this, is this what the fans really want? Uh, It's kind of a yes and no. Because we all know that Cody Rhodes will challenge Brock... Um, Roman Reigns for the Universal title at WrestleMania 40. We could see it far down the road. But yes, we're going to probably see that probably at the Royal Rumble. At the Royal Rumble where Seth Rollins may put up the world's heavyweight title against Cody Rhodes. That could happen. Does the fans want to see it? Sure, they want to see that matchup because... They had a pretty good uh, rivalry last year when Cody came back to the WWE. So, yeah, the fans really want to see it, but they also want to see Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia in 2024. So, yes, yes, and no, the fans want to see Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Moving on now, let me ask this question. Are the tag team titles in both the men's and women's cursed? Let me explain. We got Kevin Owens is out probably with a rib injury, I believe. Sami Zayn's out with an elbow injury. The women's tag team titles, uh, we don't know what's going to happen to them after Sonya Deville tore her ACL. She's going to be out for an indefinite period of time. It seems like the tag team championship has become somewhat cursed. Any team that holds the belt are destined to doom. I mean, for doom. Look at the Usos. Longest reigning tag team champions in the modern era. Look what happens to them now. Uh, Jimmy and Jay, they're done with. They broke up. More about that. As I said, I'll say the best for last. In the end, uh, look at uh, Sasha Banks and, and Naomi, now now known as Trinity. I mean, those two had the women's tag team titles, and they were forced to leave the company. As far as I'm concerned, they were wrongfully uh, treated like that, treated like dummies, which is ridiculous. You've seen it before. i mentioned it before. I'm not going to go back to it. But somewhat now, it's even more cursed because of injuries. Kevin Owens, he has a rib injury and he's probably going to be out for a little while. Sami Zayn, he's got an arm injury right now at the hands of uh, the Judgment Day. Sonya Deville, a torn ACL. She's going to be out for, what, six months to a year? So, yeah, it's getting kind of to the point where even holding the tag team titles whether it be in the men's or women's division is cursed. I mean isn't it to you? I mean wrestlers are getting injured while in the tag t- excuse me while being in, as the tag team champions. You decide. I think it's kind of cursed because of all these injuries. And finally, let's talk about Gunther. Who is going to beat Gunther? Who? I don't see nobody down the road beating Gunther for the Intercontinental title. And he's getting close to passing the honky-tonk man and being considered the greatest Intercontinental champion of all time. I mean, Sheamus couldn't do it. Drew McIntyre couldn't beat him. I mean, Riddle couldn't beat him. No one has been able to beat Gunther yet. That is how awesome Gunther is. Can you imagine Gunther challenging Roman Reigns for the Universal title? Oh, that would be magnificent. That would be too sweet. Gunther laying in the chops. Making Roman respect him, as far as I'm concerned. So who's going to beat Gunther? Who? I don't know. I don't really know. That's my opinion on that. And that is Raw for this week. Moving on now, let's talk about our main story this week. Chris Jericho, his ego has ended the Jericho Appreciation Society. That's right. It is all about you, Chris, wasn't it? At the end of the day, you had to sit there or stand there. And watch each and every member tell you to go take a hike, son, and walk out on your sorry behind. One by one, you're greedy, you're selfish, all you care about is yourself. What's with the Don Callis family? You might as well join them. And walked right out the door, one by one. Jericho could only sit there and watch. But then, of course, two minutes later, backstage, here comes Don Callis. And Jericho's ready to make the decision on joining the Don Callis family. Don's like, I'll take care of it for you. Get out of here, Callis. Really? Really? Give me a break. So you could say that the Jericho Appreciation Society is no more. And you can blame the ego of Chris Jericho. He was all for himself. He put his men in the way so that Jericho can look good. I mean, come on. That shows appreciation? Give me a break. Jericho, the only person you can blame is yourself. Look in the mirror and say that you're the reason that the Jericho Appreciation Society is no more. And it's all because of your ego. And you deserve every bit of every one of them walking out on your Baha'i. And that is my main story for this week. We're going to take a timeout when we come back. We'll talk some AEW. We'll talk some SmackDown with EO Sky. And then this week in wrestling history. And I'll say the best for last in my parting shot. More of this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro after this timeout. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyvers here. Coming up next Saturday on my YouTube channel, www.youtube.com/slash Paul Skyvers, will be all new episodes of From the Mind of the Nitro and Nitro Memories. First on From the Mind of the Nitro. As we're past now the halfway mark, it's time to think about those nominees for the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Wrestler of the Year Award. I'll give you six early um, nominations for that Wrestler of the Year and maybe an early pick or two as to who will win that prestigious honor. Then on Nitro Memories, it's July 1988. The Great American Bash saw a a surprising betrayal, an athletic commission stopping a world title match, and so much more. And then in the World Wrestling Federation, SummerSlam is heating up as a former WWF world champion makes his return to the World Wrestling Federation as part of the main event. All that and more coming up next Saturday on Saturday... uh, on From the Mind of the Nitro and Nitro Memories at www.youtube.com Paul Don't miss it. Be there. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyvers here for Spotify on Anchor. Have you ever wanted to do a podcast? Well, now's the time to do it. It's easy to set up, you can make money off of it, it's free. You can look at analytics and see how your podcast is doing. You can interact with your audience with poll questions. And it streams on all services, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all other streaming services. Come aboard today on Spotify on Anchor. Welcome back everyone to this edition of Saturday Eatings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. Let's continue on with AEW. I got two things I want to bring up. Number one, the match has been signed. The Young Bucks challenging FTR for the AEW World Tag Team Titles at All In. Why this rubber match is going to change wrestling forever? It's simple. It is oh so personal. We know what happened back last September in Chicago. We all know about the egos of the Young Bucks. They can't, they can't stand being underneath FTR. Why? Because FTR is the best tag team in the world. The Young Bucks can do all their flippy flops and look, try to look real cool like Shawn Michaels. But in essence, FTR is the better team. And FTR wants to prove that once and for all, they got one more piece of unfinished business And that's the Young Bucks. And I got to tell you, it is oh so personal. And it's going to probably be one of the most competitive matches you'll ever see because FTR brings it every time. Now, the Young Bucks, whether they do their flippy floppy things or try to look cool like Shawn Michaels, yep, it's going to change the business for good because the... EVPs are finally going to be knocked off a of peg like we've been waiting on for almost two to three years. My God. And Webley Stadium, oh, it is going to be rocking. And when the Young Bucks taste defeat at the hands of FTR, I'm going to probably make an early prediction. I'm going to say FTR retains the titles. The Young Bucks have no, have no one to blame but themselves. They changed wrestling, all right. They found out what it's like to be knocked down a peg or two, and you don't have to be cool like Shawn Michaels, please. Moving on now, let's talk about the attendance at Webley Stadium. Does this Webley Stadium figure scare the WWE? It should, because they just passed their SummerSlam 92 attendance record by over 200 wrestling fans and they're getting kind of close to that magic number of 93,173 now whether they get to that number or not I don't know but that should scare the WWE why because the WWE at SummerSlam only drew what 59,000 in Detroit that field can hold 80,000 you only could do 59,000 that that tells you something right there. I think the WWE may be a little bit scared now because AEW is getting ready to corner that European market by probably outselling Webley Stadium even more and maybe get to that number of 93,173. I don't know if that's the capacity or not. It looks big enough to do it. And I think that kind of scares the WWE just a little bit or even more. We don't know. But, yep, AEW is creeping up slowly on the WWE as far as that goes. And that is AEW for this week. Moving on to SmackDown, i got two items for this week for SmackDown. Let's talk about EO Sky. Has her title win saved damage control? Yes, because now the focus is on EO Sky and her being the WWE Women's, uh, SmackDown Women's Champion. And right now the focus is on her, not on Bailey. And her useless feud with Becky Lynch and her useless uh, holding a grudge. It is now focused on EO Sky and Dakota Kai. Her enforcer is going to back her up 100% when she gets back from injury. So yeah, you can see the harmony is back. They're all on the same page knowing that EO Sky is the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Now, what happens though when she loses that women's title? Will we see that same harmony or we are going back to mistrust and false communications? I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see in the near future when it comes to when Eosky loses the title. But yes, this title win definitely saved damage control. And now they're going to try to start their climb back to the top faction. the WWE. And finally let's talk about the street hustlers. Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. Will Bobby Lashley elevate them to the top? Yes, because Bobby Lashley is a former world heavyweight champion, a former US champion, a former MMA fighter with a good record. He knows what it takes to get to the top. He has experience. And for a young team like the Street Hustlers, I'll tell you one thing. They have great talent, great skill. They now got a mean streak thanks to Bobby Lashley. And Bobby Lashley definitely will guide them to the top. I am looking forward to seeing where this uh, quote-unquote faction is going in the very near future. And that is SmackDown for this week. We're going to take our last timeout. When we come back, it's this week in wrestling history and a parting shot. Like I said, I say the best for last for this parting shot. More of this edition of Saturday evenings with the Nitro after this timeout. welcome back everyone to this edition of saturday evenings with the nitro thanks so much for joining us now it is time for this week in wrestling history on august 6 1976 in atlanta georgia abdul the butcher defeated the maniac mark lewin inside a steel cage on august 10 1977 in fort myers florida Terry Bollea fought Brian Blair to a draw. Why did I mention that? Terry Bollea would later be known as Hulk Hogan. That's right. This was Hulk Hogan's debut in the world of professional wrestling. Speaking of the Hulkster, uh, finally on August 9, 1986 in Boston, Massachusetts, Hulk Hogan Team with George the Animal Steel to defeat the macho man Randy Savage and the adorable one Adrian Adonis. And that's this week in wrestling history. Now it is time for our parting shot. As I mentioned, I say the best for last. Let's talk about the betrayal of Jimmy Uso turning on Jay. What were you thinking, Jimmy? What were you thinking? You came out on Smackdown with the lamest excuse I've ever seen in my life. Man, excuse me. Man, I love you, man. I didn't want you to be the egomaniac like Roman Reigns, man. I had to do it. I love you, man. What type of weak excuse is that? Weak. Jay saw right through that stuff. I mean, come on, Jimmy. You know exactly why you turned on Jay because you're falling in line with Roman Reigns. I don't like Roman, man. He's an Eagle man. You liar. You fell in line with him. And then Jimmy decides to leave, moping back to the locker room as if I'm going to buy that. Give me a break. Jay came, and then Roman out there laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Jay. You must be stupid to think that your brother would, would side with you. It's all about me. Now acknowledge me. Yeah, Jay gave you an acknowledgement. All right, Roman, with a kick to the side of the face, knocked you smooth out, son. And then here comes Solo Sokoa, the enforcer, tried the spike. Nope. There's another, um, Super kick for you, but here comes Roman sneaking in from behind as usual with the Superman punch. Oh, yeah, you're going to hail the chief now. Get up, Jay. And then he always goes, for some reason. I don't know. He tries to spear. Jay gets out of the way. Super kicks Roman, delivers a beautiful spear, clean. Roman's out like like, like a light, just like that. And then here comes Jimmy. Here's Jay pick up the microphone. Yo, Jay, come on back here, man. We need to talk. Jimmy comes back there, hands extended, ready for a hug. Really? After that weak excuse, Jay came out there and super kicked Jimmy in the mouth, knocked him out, grabbed the microphone, says, yo, I'm out of the bloodline. I'm out of SmackDown. Heck, man, I'm out of the WWE deuces. And he walked out right out through the audience. I was like, oh my God, Jay just quit in the best way possible. Laid out everybody. Now, the question is now, where does Jay go from here? Oh, they're saying, oh, this is part of the storyline. Jay will be back in six months. His contract's up, but they'll probably give him an extension. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think... And here's a far left type idea that I got up that I think that's what's going to happen. And I saw this on Facebook. Jimmy Uso or Jey Uso is going to AEW just in time for all in because I think his contract expires the week before all in. Can you imagine uh, as um, what did they call Oh, Jey fa 2. That's right. I think that's what it is. Yeah, Jay fought too. Can you imagine Jay fought too coming down there? Maybe during the AEW world title match come in there. Super kick Adam Cole. That's right, baby. Super kicked him. Laid him smooth out. MJ up up there. go Holmes, what's up? Jay super kicks him in the mouth. That's main event Jay fought too to you, son. And he would walk out of Webley's stand. That would be tremendous. Absolutely tremendous main event. Jay fought too. That's that's real son. That's that's deep, <laughs> unbelievable. Meanwhile, Roman and his precious little bloodline can lick the wounds. I'm telling you right now, this may be far fetched. This may be out of the realm, but I got a funny feeling. Jay Uso, or excuse me, Jay fought two main event. Jay fought two. Is sick and tired of being the Tag Team Division. leaving the WWE. Going to AEW at All In. Oh, that would be tremendous. And Jimmy, you got no one to blame for your actions but yourself. With that weak excuse. Really, really, give me a break. And that is my parting shot for this week. Now before we go... Let's talk about what's going on in the next two weeks. There will be no Saturday evenings with the Nitro next weekend because I am working on my 100th episode. That's going to be coming up in two weeks, and it's going to be a two-parter. First, part one, the best of Saturday evenings with the Nitro. I will provide the best clips that I feel... Uh, really represents Saturday evenings with the Nitro all your favorites that's going to be part one I'm going to really enjoy that and then we're going to have part two which is another regular episode of Saturday evenings with the Nitro where I will be giving my all-in predictions as part of my 100th episode so folks it's a two-parter coming up in two weeks time part one will be the best of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro, and then part two, the official 100th episode of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Until then, we'll see you in two weeks' time. For everyone here, I'm Paul the Nitro Scovers here saying so long, everybody.